So I'm making this episode here today in kind of our life-changing life segments, kind of a series that I did want to continue. And I'm talking about planning intentionally, intentional planning. This has gotten a lot more powerful as I've gotten busier. I never really thought that calendar blocking would serve much of a purpose Um, Until now, when I've become busier, my husband and I were actually talking about the future this morning and even possible educational career plans um, that would tie into working in our daughter's education and literally getting into working with the system And kind of going within the system and not working, not having the system run us kind of a thing. Because these insights keep coming up that corruption is overused. And when you see a lot of entrepreneurial stuff online, you become deceived a little bit. Now let's clarify what this means exactly. Um, this is more to those of us who have struggled with mental health and have different disabilities and who have to really start somewhere and can do some of these things that we learn online or look at some ideas from successful people and be very, um, happy to learn some new ideas and can even, you know, learn entrepreneurial stuff or learn these different things. And I intend to always kind of do that. It's never really a waste of time to learn these new ideas of a society and to watch society change and evolve and to be able to maybe learn to sell something, get a little more confident. But I also think as people who did actually really well in the older system, in some ways, Um, even if we didn't succeed fully in it, my husband and I and other people, even just within our own community, I think that the corruption, um, paradigm that you fall into in a rabbit hole is kind of making excuses to not even start sometimes because then you start to see corruption in things that are actually really good for society like entrepreneurialism or, um, capitalism or people who can start a business and make money from their content. Like you start to like judge that a lot. Um, and particularly those of us with mental health issues, we start to judge a lot of this stuff and have emotions and take it all personal. Um, like as if we as a community are being put under kind of a back burner kind of situation, then we tend to stay away from everything. We tend to isolate And it really affects our lives in a negative way. So that's why I've gotten so bullish on this whole, like, this corruption thing is bullshit. And it's something that I've used. Introversion, extroversion thing I've used somewhat. I've observed a lot. But the corruption thing is really bullshit on my own part. And if I'm willing to call bullshit on what I've observed, I'm definitely willing to call bullshit on my own self and um this podcast is taking a deeper look at a lot of this stuff um and so this could mean 
as my daughter is getting educated, we get educated, volunteer, work with students, um, take classes, and even possibly become working within the system, um, making kind of a path in that way, in that direction, possibly if it requires degrees, that kind of thing. But I think you can merge the two. I think everything can be backwards compatible within society. So even if like you say you decided that, and this is kind of more like my example of what I'm feeling right now, and maybe you can relate. If you've kind of realized that you've always kind of liked the teacher life and you've kind of wanted to always be a teacher in some way or a counselor in some way like I have and yet you're learning all this stuff entrepreneurialism and stuff maybe it's not bad to pursue that education and even do some college and networking within that to get yourself started so that you're not isolated and you're actually like you have momentum and you're doing something but then get a hold of those new entrepreneurial Ideas that you can learn at the same time and learn NFTs. There's ideas about NFTs and education and being able to, for example, someone can buy a special diploma, um, make payments over time with their education through an NFT that can create an economy around job networking and they could sell part of it and get paid as they're getting more education and looking for jobs and it can open up all this kind of like I'm I'm visualizing all this stuff for the disabled community as well and for mental kind of people that I've seen mental health um, artists and stuff come out of the NFT space and it's really cool so I'm seeing that our society we might want to merge some of the old stuff like if you're good at the old system if you've gotten good grades in school don't get mad about that because everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. I kind of struggled with that a little bit. Um, the last like few years, I'm kind of like, what do I do? And it's more, I think, just like making the new society that we find ourselves in, even if we're not used to it, making it backwards compatible and kind of taking what worked in the old ways, what can get us started and what can um, keep us moving forward as a future proof modern evolving society so that is kind of where I'm at and um I kind of wanted to make this see kind of where this goes in this episode with you here because a lot of my insights are changing I'm taking the things that I've learned from people like Amy Landino, Gary Vee um and other people like um that are Talking more about being active in your life, even some of the older stuff from Actualized and a lot of the older stuff from The Specifist and just different people that I have watched for years and years that have been successful in areas of life. And so um, my husband and I are working together creatively and um, we're collaborating more on a lot of the things in person and right now that's kind of where he's at so if you haven't seen I've been begging him to do a podcast but then at the same time we're kind of like balancing this whole system with in-person interaction because he's definitely um, been able to teach and if you can find somebody that can teach you that is 
um, really close to you like that, whether that is a spouse or a partner or any of that, then you're good. So this is kind of a life segment, even if it's a short segment or a couple of segments. It's not really meant to teach you like anything specific. I'm going to get more specific um, in the communication stuff I was talking about in my earlier episode from today um, and how communication is getting better. I still have lots of work to do. Um, my daughter and I are great on a lot of areas in life, but there's still certain things even in parenting that I have to work on that I've noticed even today. Like none of this is meant to be perfect replica or example or any of this. Um, but I'm just noticing that quite a, a few of you are listening and a, quite a few of you are watching me on YouTube. Um, and so there, you know, I am really excited to, I'm going to probably do a little digging on how I can get this podcast, not only on Amazon, but on YouTube, more importantly, even, um, and Amazon would be very important. Um, but I really would be, you know, that excited Bobby about podcasting is the YouTube thing because he has all, he has been way more into YouTube and even got way more views on YouTube because he's put more work into YouTube than he has the podcast, to be honest with you, over years. So, um, he would be more excited about putting his podcast or starting a whole new thing over on YouTube. And I want to take this podcast and integrate it with YouTube, um, if that's even possible, because I don't want to take and delete this one. I think this one is much better, a much better turnout than the older podcast, to be honest with you. So that's my life segments for today. Just um, some goal setting, I feel like, has been today. And we're still actually working on some financial stuff. It's not exactly, um, as the specifist talked about in his judgment episode, about playfulness like it's not really the time to play because there's still a little bit of financial stuff to make more permanent in our lives it the things that we're the benefits and so forth that we have to fight for are not quite over yet actually but it's getting there and we're getting compensated and all that kind of stuff so if you guys would like tips on how to um prove disability for your child or prove disability for your family member um, because maybe you're not somebody who can go and just like you don't have the skills to just go sell something on the streets um, or not even just the skills but like you don't have the resources because I mean it would cost I we would have to take um, and pay someone a lot of money because we would need a lot of extra help in doing that and um but we're actually working towards that little by little, but it's not like our main thing because, again, that's a lot of money in itself and we're not, we wouldn't rely on it full time. Um, because, you know, it's just not who we are, but it is who we are in a sense of like community and volunteering. And if we can get into a system of volunteering ourselves into a work, a working job even that can get us involved and you know what? I'm to the point, and I think all of us could really use this insight that if you have to go back and work a job because maybe your business isn't working or you're finding that, like I've seen a lot of people that are blind that have tried the entrepreneurial thing and are finding that it's not realistic for them and that it's harder than they thought. And so if you're finding that you have to go back to work 
or that you're living within your means. Like I've had a conversation with somebody on WhatsApp about this the other day and her and I were talking very, very intelligent and I still want to buy oils from her and that kind of stuff. Um, cause I want to support what she does. She works hard, but it's, um, she's not, you know, I'm not going to like say her name for privacy reasons, but, um, it's one of those situations where she works very hard and a lot of us as blind people or disabled people, we work very hard, but other people don't see it because we don't always get paid for our work. And I'm not saying it to cry or anything. I'm saying it to applaud us as a community. Like we don't, um, those of us who write books and podcasts and it takes a lot of deep work and, um, emotional toll to be this vulnerable and that's work that's unpaid and and that kind of thing I love what I do so much I don't really care but I just I see other people who work harder than me who struggle and they don't exactly struggle as in like they point a point b point c but it's more like they work harder than me and there's no um sort of way that seems realistic enough for them to even be interested in money. And that's why I think that sometimes um, you're in a situation where you're going to be an entrepreneur that doesn't make any money or you're just going to live within your means and kind of be retired and be able to do your work and live a life of happiness where you can do this free kind of work. Um and I don't, I, there's a lot of things I think that the blind community doesn't talk about in our disabled, um, if you like the word, I don't even like the word disabled, but whatever, it's kind of the word that, you know, like you kind of understand that that means differently abled or, um, that kind of thing. And it obviously suggests a category of people and you kind of understand what I'm saying. And so I want to also talk about some hidden things that I don't think that blind people are. I think they're too embarrassed to talk about because we have a lot of pride. And I'm sure there's it's like that in other disabled communities. But on podcasts and all this stuff, everybody loves to brag big tech and or their skills, writing skills, um, speaking skills, um, counseling skills. They love to kind of like we all love to and myself included show off kind of the skills that we do have because there's it's hard to for people to understand all the skills we have because it doesn't show up in everybody's face like we're not out there um like working and doing a lot of these things so like people don't know what we do behind the scenes and kind of the work that we do and it's not a cry thing. It's like I said, it's a, I'm kind of very proud of us for that because we take so much of our heart goes into our work that we almost don't, we get to a point where we don't really care about the judgments we get for not having like a regular job or hating the jobs that we tried to get because they were mentally just terrible. Like they'd cause anxiety because we hated them so much. Whether that was jobs or training programs or a, a lot of us go through that actually. Um, but I'm proud of us as a community. Blind, disabled, mental health. You don't have to be blind to be a part of this. Like I'm proud of us as a disabled community for getting through COVID and 
I'm glad I couldn't sneak in some downtime to do this because I'm going to have to go in a minute. But I'm just proud of us as a community. Um, Cassie Winter did a YouTube video, I think, that kind of inspired the thinking behind this episode. Because she's like, you're trying to calendar block and do all these things that able-bodied people do. She kind of uses terms like ableist and all that kind of stuff. And I don't fully, I'm not fully into all that. But I understand she's like, do it your way. And I'm like... That's exactly right. Make to-do lists um, with thoughtful titles that are fun, that'll get me motivated to do more of the things I need to follow up on. Because we're constantly, as a disabled person, we need a lot more time to think for ourselves and talk to ourselves, and especially people with mental health, to talk to ourselves. And doing that in kind of notes, calendars, to-do lists, and being very mindful of the way we're talking to ourselves is important. But I'm proud of us as a community, even if we consider ourselves introverted. Um, And so to clarify on the introversion, um, it is bullshit in a way, but I can understand the premise. I can understand the stereotype, and I can understand the brainwashing And why we would think that it's safer to hide behind a blanket of introversion, extrovert, and ambiversion. I hid behind ambiversion for a good, like, two, three years, it seems like. So I get it. And um, I'm not, like, sitting there judging for that, even though it may have seemed that way in that episode. But what I am saying is that we need to get behind something, and if it's backwards compatible for a little bit if it's a little old school with some college or um you know doing kind of like following what your kid is doing and kind of getting into their education a little bit a lot of parents get jobs and careers based on kind of their children's education um because it moves them up and otherwise they wouldn't know exactly what they were doing um I talked to a teacher from Eve's older virtual school that she started going to and she was like the um the school counselor that kind of like guided kids into starting virtual school and it was a much bigger virtual school and they couldn't quite do as much as for helping and all that but the lady was real real like nice and willing to really explain a lot of things that she wasn't supposed to in the system and had told me that She hated it at first with her own child, and then she ended up pulling him out and putting him back in later to keep him out of trouble as a teenager and was able to get a job herself out of it, um, kind of follow and get it. It kind of inspired her to get a degree and become a teacher and get a job out of it, even when her son was a teenager. And so I don't, I don't want to demonize this kind of adult education, even though like, Maybe you sat there and dropped out of college and you're like, I'm better than that or whatever. Well, you know, or um, I'm, I swear I'm going to like open up a store tomorrow. Maybe life just isn't working that way. And if there is something you want to do, don't stop yourself from doing it because it may not be cool anymore. Um, we have to start somewhere as a community that's different and isolated from other communities. Um, that's what, that's where we're at. Like we have to let go of the insecurities of not being cool and not being in style and not being, um, all that all the time and not being flashy. And, um, the cooler thing to me 
and the, the thing you can flash, um, or not flash necessarily, but the thing you can kind of be proud of that you can hang on to and that you can do is at least make the effort. And if that's a ton of deep work, a ton of volunteering, a ton of giving kind of work where you're not getting paid, that's what it is. That's cool. Um, so it's not going to look, I don't think any one of our lives is going to replicate something that is a rock star. And for a lot of us in the, that put ourselves out there publicly as disabled people, I think that's something we need to really consider that it's, um, you don't have to tear down the economy and say, there's no abundance here, so I'm just not going to do it. No, it's just, it's, it doesn't fit and you don't fit in a box and, um, maybe the economy is kind of weird, but I think everybody has to take their own, um, climb up the stairs, get into their own tunnel. And at the end of the day, we're all sliding down the same, um, playground here (laughs) and meeting on the other side, the same other side, right? Which is we're trying to do something in life regardless of how introverted it looks, how, um, isolated it feels or looks to other people. You know, a lot of our work that we do is so unseen, like our family might see a lot of us on our phones, um, and it looks like we're playing video games all day, or it looks like we're, um, just like turning it into a toy when really we are doing a lot of work, but it's creative work that's social or public or, um, shared really may not even be that public, but just like shared and, um, people don't have any clue. And if they do, they're not going to, they're not going to maybe tell us because they're watching us. They're either watching us very closely and they're going to see what we're going to do or, um, and how we turn it into anything. Um, or they're not watching at all and they think they have some kind of conclusion that we're not trying at all and we're being lazy and all that. And we have to pull ourselves again out of that whole thing for our own freedom. Um, and so that's kind of why I'm doing all these things about like, let's get into our community somehow. Um, because I want you to succeed. I want you to be able to actually take this stuff, the deep work, the unpaid hours that you're putting into all of this and get more out of the same thing that you're getting, which maybe you love the same thing every day. But in order to keep loving it, you got to have energy and momentum because then what are we doing any of this for? Like, what am I here for? What am I sitting here podcasting to you for? You don't have to listen to me. Um, I'm here because I'm getting busier and doing something in life. I almost consider just like leaving the podcast hanging because I'm like, am I really helping people? Um, I need to help my own life and help myself. Yes. And that's why I'm like, I'm really helping people by sitting here, giving my opinion on life. Um, when it's like, well, I'm probably not until I actually go get out of my comfort zone a little bit, or at least get unisolated. Um, and be able to come back with ideas and at least some positive affirmations. Or even if you're kind of not liking the positive and negative words um, to describe that. Maybe even some 
um, understandings of what it's like to come out of isolation and realize and be able to come back and tell you, like, it's not so bad to get out if you haven't been out in a while. It's not so bad to talk to somebody. Um, maybe you meet someone in person and you end up, it doesn't have to be a relationship or a friendship even, but you meet them and you end up talking really deep about philosophy. You realize they watch the same stuff you watch. They watch Actualize 2 or whatever, and you meet them in person. They watch things like Tony Robbins that you watch or whatever it is. Um, I know he's extremely, he's earned his popularity through just being so motivational. And, um, and so you find that the person watches the same thing you do. And, um, we found a Joe Rogan fan. It was cool as hell. We were in a car. Some of you might remember this if you were a part of any of our groups and we sent the, uh, recording, um, of being in a car driving around listening to his podcast it was so cool I'm like this is like a dream because this is like it feels so underground but we met somebody who happened to like it we didn't even want to go out that night we were on vacation I almost didn't even want to go out and then once that happened I'm like this is kind of cool and we ended up he was uh, an uber driver and we ended up getting a bunch of food and having a good time anyway but it was just a cool thing that happened, and it's like, if I hadn't have gone out, if I was just too tired and too lazy and too, fuck it, I don't care, that would have never happened, and it was just kind of cool. Um, it doesn't mean necessarily that a transaction has to happen, it was just kind of a cool experience that we're not alone in the world with our interests, we're not alone in the world with, um, this stuff isn't so underground anymore, and do you really want it to be? Or don't you, do you, don't you kind of want it to come out of its rabbit hole and at least be able to be seen? I don't think philosophy is as underground as we like to think it is. I like to think it is sometimes because it makes me feel like purposeful and special and different, but this stuff is not, um, and it, it is purpose driven. Don't get me wrong, but this stuff is not underground <laughs> anymore. We're not in the, um, I mean, this is where... Um, people who were underground online like Alex Jones and stuff before this is where some things I agree with some things I totally disagree with and one of the things is that this stuff is not going to be like talked about this stuff there's a lot of stuff that is talked about on certain channels whether they're demonetized not monetized who cares the point is like people talk a lot about things um, even someone like Actualized is very, very much, you know, he started his own thing, and it's really cool, but other people talk about the same stuff he talks about in five-minute videos, like, it's crazy, um, like, everybody's talking about this kind of stuff, but just with their own experience, that's all I'm doing, and so that's why I've decided to do something and be able to, like, you know, if I am going to do something in life, that would bring more value to the podcast as an added bonus, um, obviously keeping family in check and doing something in life and getting to be better and stepping up as an adult is more important than anything in the world, but why not include the podcast in it instead of feeling guilty for doing it, you know? So that's kind of where it's at. Um, this ended up being a longer episode, but I just think that I wanted to clarify a lot of things from this week and talk give you a tour of the structure of uh, 
where we're going so you can kind of understand the substance within the center of that structure once again. So thank you for tuning in once again and I look forward to staying connected and keeping in touch with you.